Hello and welcome to the Gen Up podcast. I'm Jenny Tomei. Can you do me a favour? Please subscribe to the channel as it allows us to keep making relatable content for everyone. Also, please do share the podcast to anyone you feel who may benefit from it. So, exciting times. We have a new co-host to kick off the new year. Um, So, Becky Stone is a psychotherapist, eating disorder therapist, and we both work together to help young people who are suffering with eating disorders. So, you want to ask us anything, you can find us at AskGenUp on Facebook and on Instagram and on my TikTok, Gentome. So today we're going to be talking about um, the messages around New Year's resolutions surrounding weight loss and body image and how this can be triggering for people with eating disorders. But I'm going to hand you over to Becky to introduce herself to everyone. Hi, guys. It's really lovely to be on the podcast and do some exciting stuff going forward all together. Um, And I'm really, really happy to be here today, especially to talk about such an emotive topic yeah no it's really hot right now isn't it i'm seeing it sort of everywhere um so it's really great to have you on to have to give us your opinion on it as well i just am picking up i've just started back at work the last two days and so many of my clients are like especially for over christmas being really really anxious and then we're then swamped with this image of basically you've put loads of weight on over christmas so you've now got to lose it because you're blatantly well obviously not good enough and that is the message that's coming through social media diets uh products being sold so there's very much a huge amount of negativity coming through yeah yeah and then we're seeing that every day aren't we it's sort of the why is everything focused on new year new body like why can't we focus on something else like it's you know the messaging is not is not good yeah, it's it's just quite frustrating because I'm like personally, I'm a firm believer if you're going to make changes in your life and you want to put new goals in place and you want to make, I call it tweaks, um, <laughs> you're going to do it and you do it like you do it over time. It's going to take 45 days roughly to change a habit and a pattern. So putting yeah. all this pressure on yourself to lose weight, set these new goals up, be this new vibrant you, realistically you're setting yourself up to fail it's not going to work and then I don't know about you Jen but when I like sort of look on social media I'm talking to my friends it's very much like it's everywhere at the moment and there's so much pressure yeah I I tend to like really just stay off it because I just don't I mean I'm on social media but I only follow I really generally follow content that just makes me feel good about myself. Like I follow like a lot of like travel content and stuff like that because I like traveling. So I try to stay away from it because I find that sort of content doesn't make me feel good. And also it promotes the message of like, I was chatting to a client about this the other day about how we're having to move every day or do something every day. And that's not good for someone like me because I can like obsess over that. So I tend to not follow that and listen to my own body and if I need to rest, I had to rest over Christmas because I was tired. I had to rest. like, mm. And I didn't want to have to like go on social media and be like, oh, look, like, you know, someone's doing loads of stuff. And then I feel guilty for not doing something. And it, it just doesn't help, does it? Like, I think you and me have been quite similar over Christmas because I'm very similar to you. I've been very sedentary over Christmas. My body was tired. My yeah. like, just needed to rest. So... And I wonder if lots of other people have done a lot of resting as well. And then it's that that sort of shaming 
that you must be doing something you must be moving around and actually yeah. who, says, who says we have to be doing this stuff because we're getting it from somewhere no definitely and it's just like you know because I'm pretty active anyway it's good to rest you know I always talk about the importance of rest with clients you know who we both work together with and like if you're not you know having proper recovery between like your sessions or your training you're just going to end up burning yourself out and then that takes you know weeks or months to come back from and then you just become tired and then you don't you know you don't really solve anything in that situation you know um and it's tough to listen to your own body when you've got messages from from social media that are making you feel guilty which is not good yeah and pressure from other people around you that you must or you should they're all coming from a very critical shaming negative place and I'm very quite I'm quite argumentative so I will literally say to somebody who says I should like whose opinion is that is that yours or is that mine like I normally reflect it back onto somebody else because I don't have to do anything I don't want to do and I think the pressure that's coming on over the like especially January you must be doing this you need to be losing weight you need to be doing I don't know this amount of steps you need to be doing that you need to be eating this who says this? Like, you don't have to do this stuff. Everything comes with balance. And like what you've just said, listen to your body, listen to what you need, what nourishes your belly and what nourishes your soul. No, definitely. And then on the, obviously on the topic of social media, I was reading an article about it um, the other day, actually, um, about people on social media who, I mean, I don't follow them because I just find them completely unhelpful. Um, sharing those what I eat in a day sort of videos and the clean eating diet meals and stuff like you know can lead to people sort of you know comparing each other in their feed which I find obviously not helpful at all like comparing your feed intake because we all need to eat and exercise differently because we all have different bodies we have different metabolisms you know so I think those sort of images can really affect people and people are only showing you what they want you to see. So yeah. I'm always really curious. Instead of taking it as a fact, I'm quite curious. Why are they putting it up there? Why do they need the attention to show people what they're eating? Because actually, that's there's a different meaning going on behind. And we don't know what's going on for somebody else posting that stuff. Is there disordered eating going on behind it? Is there not a huge amount of recovery? Is it that they genuinely are trying to help somebody else? We don't know the answers behind it. Yeah, no. It's like we're making assumptions, aren't we? We don't know. We don't know if they have a problem with food. And if we start following them and, you know, following what they're eating, you know, we could develop possibly a bad you know, bad habit or disordered eating. Um, so, yeah, that's really important to sort of mention, especially like influencers as well. Like, you know, and also it's not their fault if they're not aware of what they're doing. You know, they're unintentionally influencing someone. It's really scary because I think we look onto social media and we take it as fact. Well, actually, yeah. is it fact? Like we're taking it at face value. So I would always say to everybody, just be curious. Why is that person posting that? Where is it coming from? And what is it about their frame of reference of what is going on for them? Because you might yeah. not even know the answer. So try not to take it as fact. I know it's very easy because it's quick. It's 15 seconds. We're scrolling. We're reading what we want to see from our mindset and I'm very like negativity if we think about COVID COVID was horrendously negative so when you're feeding off negativity all it's going to create 
is more negativity in your mind. So especially with dieting and not feeling good enough and feeling quite vulnerable, you're going to be attracting this stuff. So I would say a bit like what you said um, a little bit further into the uh, earlier was that very much follow really positive stuff on social media, get the algorithm going, and then you're going to create that manifestation, that happy feeling, which is going to make you live a better life. Well, no, definitely. And once you've liked something on a particular area, they'll push it more your way. Like I've noticed that as well with topics. And I'm like, oh, God. And I found myself the other night just scrolling down on TikTok. And I was like, no, get off it. I was like, I've just wasted nearly half an hour doing that. It's not good. Come off it. And it literally, <laughs> I was listening to one of the podcasts. Uh, is it Stephen Bartlett? Um, and he had the guy who, because I'm ADHD, I'm going through the process at the moment and I'm like textbook. <laughs> I have a habit of scrolling and scrolling and then all of a sudden I'm like really anxious and I'm like, how have I wasted like an hour of my life? I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. So I've After listening to that podcast about that stimulant, because it changes the process in your brain over social media, I'm trying really, really hard. It's not perfect. It's like work in progress, as I call it. So wherever I am in the house, the phone is upstairs. If I'm downstairs, it's upstairs. If I'm upstairs, the phone goes downstairs. Yeah. Because I have this really bad habit of, it's like cocaine. I'm like, oh my God, I've got to have more of it. <laughs> it's really addictive. And oh, it's it good for me. And because it creates a dopamine hit for me, that social media scrolling is very addictive. So if you're yeah. worrying about dieting you're researching you're hyper focusing that's all the algorithms coming up you're going to hyper focus on that you're going to lose hours of your life wasting what would it be like flipping it on its head and maybe writing a bucket list so you change the algorithms maybe so instead of looking at as in a negative way of focusing on your body shape and food why don't you look at as a bucket list of i don't know like for like I'll just use my examples for example like more paddle boarding going walking is mm-hmm. it that mine is going out for more coffee and breakfast with my friends making more memories and pockets of time so you're not focusing on the phone yeah I mean the phone's brilliant for research like if you wanted to uh, there's the thing that I'm following about travel at the moment and I want to go to Brussels and Paris and things like that all that algorithm's coming up I'm like oh my god I can't wait <laughs> <laughs> I love an adventure but change the algorithm so you're then making memories because without being rude if like I pass away and god forbid anything happens to me like it I mean we all gonna pass away at some time but no one is ever gonna remember how much I weigh on the scales everyone's gonna remember me as oh my god she's bonkers she's good fun she's loving (laughs) loyal she's caring um most probably late because I've got lost but (laughs) All of, the, all of these things are what people are going to remember me for in my personality. They're not yeah. going to remember what I've been following on TikTok, what I've been doing on Instagram, what I've been doing on Facebook. It, I think dieting is just soul sucking. No, well said. I think that's um, <laughs> that you just made me laugh. You said about turning up the turning up late. You're always late. <laughs> so I'm just like. Right, I know with my ADHD, it's like time just flies and I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, what happened? Oh no. And then I'm like, I've got to sort this out. Yeah, I always used to be late actually for school. I was terrible getting, and this was earlier, like, but I'm really prompt now. As a, I think I have an anxiety around being late. So I end up 
turning up half an hour early. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Actually, one of my clients recommended, and it's been the most useful thing. And actually, this might be helpful for other people. There's an app called Structured. It's mainly aimed for people with ADHD because I have a really bad tendency of setting alarms and then they just go off and then I forget all about them. So the the alarms aren't actually really that helpful. And with the um, structured app, it actually gives you alarms and it keeps going. So you then have to mark it off to say you've done it. So when I have to be on time somewhere, I use my Apple alarm to say I've got to be somewhere and then I have two reminders then the location and the tracking so hopefully I get out the door on time and then on the other side of the structured app I then put things that I want to focus on so I try to focus on three things every single day to help me move forward so I'm then doing things that are really positive and I'm not creating this shame so that might also be something really good for instead of focusing on the diet and that feeling of not good enough which is going to be installing this negativity set three goals a day on something like the structured app if you've got a different app do the same so then you're focusing on one thing that you want to overcome and that you're avoiding like the plague and then do things that are going to make you feel good so you're distracting yourself and hopefully some of this stuff will pass yeah, no, that's really good. That's really good. I have to look at that app. I definitely need. I I will like flit between different tasks, and then I f- I start a task, and then I haven't finished that task, and then I move on to something. <laughs> so I definitely need to start doing that, and it's something that I'm aware of. Like I need to work at it. Like it's fine, but it's only because I have to wear many hats and I have to do many things. So, but I've got to the point where I like right I finish that and then I move on to the next one and then I do the next so I don't start something and then not finish it now like so I'm getting better that's why I got the app because I'm very similar to you I bounce around quite a lot and also I think it's about not setting myself up to fail yeah no definitely that Um, is incredibly important because I think I start stuff, stop stuff. Then I go off and do something else. Then I forget what I was doing in the first place. And then I get frustrated with myself. So, (laughs) (laughs) and some of it's part of my personality. It's just how my brain is wired. So what I try to do is get a new habit and a new structure. And that sort of leads into the new you part of Christmas and the new year. It's try to work with how your brain is working, not comparing yourself to other people because like you and me, Jen, are quite similar. And somebody else who isn't neurodiverse will actually have a very different way of structuring their day. And so me comparing myself to somebody else, like, is not going to work. I've already set myself up on a a failure bucket. So why would I do that? So you need to find systems and structure and things that are going to work. So I have a habit of writing stuff down on a piece of paper. Yeah. Why would I do that? Because I know blatantly well, I'm not going to remember that piece of paper. I'm going to lose oh, it. You're going to lose it. I keep it on. I just use Trello actually on my laptop because I that's just have really the, good idea. I just have the board and then I like look at it and I'm like, oh right, like that's that. I just write something down like immediately so I don't forget it. I don't know. It works for me, but it might not work for someone else. So I just do what works for me. So. And that's the bit, I think, going forward into the new year with a lot of the pressure of the new you, the new, like this massive change that's going on, work out how your brain is working. 
and then set your goals around how your brain and your rhythm works. If there's things that need to be tweaked, find something that's going to support that as well. Like that structured app for me is just like a godsend. I had that on the phone and this is a little bit embarrassing. I had that on the phone for over six weeks. (laughs) Never used it. Like it was like got recommended, didn't do anything about it. And then the other part of my brain goes, spend some time remembering how to use it. Forget all about it. So once I sit down and I really make a point of making a change, I need to be ready. So I think anybody going forward with whatever goals you want to focus on, you've got to be ready to make those changes. If they're half-hearted, it's not going to work. I definitely. And and what what sort of advice would you give to someone who's struggling with an eating disorder right now and is getting triggered by this content around weight loss, dieting? What what advice would you give to someone if, you know, in that situation? Because it's bound to happen. I would say what we've just spoken about, changing the algorithms on social media. I know yeah. it's very addictive and there's going to be part of your brain that's really curious. Sometimes, please don't get me wrong, I think social media can be the most amazing tool and we can learn a lot from it. It can also be a mental self-harm. So like cutting, um, doing anything that's not healthy for you, I class as self-harm, social media can be like that. So maybe reducing your time down on social media, putting your phone in a different area, putting a timer on it. Yeah. Try and eat. Anyone who's got an eating disorder, food isn't your enemy. It actually can nourish and balance you out. So you're regulating with your blood glucose sugars, small, frequent, eat regularly, that will lower the anxiety down. And it will also, like, it's not a cure, but it will stop you looking at negative things and feeding that low self-esteem. Yeah. If, um, just another random idea, positivity changes the, like, the rhythms and the vibrations in your brain. So maybe buy yourself a six-minute diary. So if anybody's like me, if you said to me to write a journal or to do anything like that I I just forget I just don't do it the six minute diary is really good do three things in the morning that you're really grateful for three things in the evening that you're really grateful for and what will happen is you will start changing the vibrations in your body and your brain and you'll start looking at things in a positive way instead of a negative way okay I really like that that's really good yeah it does it takes time I know I've had a client before it's like oh I don't see the point of this I was like oh okay and then after six months she came back to me she went oh my god I can't like I can't get over what a difference this has made from the first part of the six month diary to where I am now so it takes time and I think with people with eating disorders try not to shame yourself we are human we are going to make mistakes we don't have to get everything perfect no, definitely. And that's, you know, the whole side of perfectionism, you know, that's taken me a while to obviously get a handle on mine as well. But I have got a lot better. And you've helped me so much with that when we first when we first met. Like you've honestly honestly, yeah, you've helped me with that. I don't actually mind making mistakes now. I actually because I learn from it. And then I know we said about um actually before we came on here, you mentioned around let's talk about this trend around eating one thousand two hundred calories. It's not enough for your body. Oh my God. I have an eight-month-old grandson. I mean, he's amazing. He eats more than 1,200 calories in a day. It's yeah. like we need, if 
if I had, I mean, I've had an eating disorder and I'm quite open about what I've done. Years ago, I ate 1,200 calories. I was lethargic. I was moody. I was zoned out. I was depressed. I didn't want to be around anybody. All I could think about was food. That isn't a life. It's really soul sucking, as I call it. You need to have good food to nourish your belly, but to give you the energy to have to go on adventures, be with your friends, nourish your soul. And if you don't nourish yourself, life is going to be pretty boring. No, definitely. And to re-emphasize the fact, guys, it's not enough to feed a child. Do not do it. <laughs> and also just something that's coming through at the moment with some of my clients, some people out there who are coaches are putting people in a calorie deficit down to 1,200 it is creating eating disorders. They are then coming through to me. My little face is like, I'm not very good at hiding my shock. I'm like, oh, what's happening? And then I'm battling against the damage that somebody else has advised. So it's, I mean, we don't always get it right as professionals, but when you're going to a professional and you're going in and you're giving them money and you're buying into their branding, you're trusting them. Yeah. So when somebody's saying to you, right, come on, let's get your 1,200 calories, your body is actually shutting down. Your brain takes 500 calories just to function, let alone eating, moving, exercising, whatever you're doing, you need to feed your body. No, definitely. And it's not good for the body because you, you actually down-regulate your metabolism. You're slowing down your metabolism if you do that. And then your body will actually start to gain weight once you start eating. Well, you'll put more weight back on after a diet. That's what happens. Like, and that's a whole nother yeah. podcast we can talk about. <laughs> that is another podcast. I think <laughs> what I would say to people is be careful, be curious, always wonder what is going on. Why is somebody selling you this product? What is about what is it that they want you to be in a calorie deficit for? Is it because they don't feel good enough about themselves, so they need to bring you down to their level? Yeah. Is it that you're pulling in so much negativity? Does your self-esteem need a bit of work on, that you're latching onto this information? Wherever you are in the world, listen, trust yourself, and be curious, but putting yourself into a 1,200-calorie deficit is so dangerous. Yeah, no, and, it, and of course it is. And it's really damaging for the body as well, like, especially over time as well. Um, no, thank you, obviously, Becky, for that. And obviously, before we came on, I think before we finish off, what was you made some really good points, actually, that we spoke about to kind of come to the end of the podcast. Can you just remind me what they were? Um, Take the pressure off yourself to lose weight. You don't need to be constantly telling yourself that you are not good enough it's you are good enough and social media or people around you shouldn't be really telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing you are worth more than that don't get included into this competitive nature of being sold it's a money-making scheme this time of year you are just going to be feeding somebody else's pocket by like buying in to somebody's brand and Build up your self-esteem because negativity will just spread. Don't set yourself up with unrealistic goals because you're just setting yourself up to fail, which just creates more uh, like low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And naturally, like me and Jen said at the beginning, we've both been very sedentary over Christmas. We've both needed to recharge. So actually 
be kind to yourself, guys. And Love focus it. on making memories. Don't focus on the calorie deficit. Get yourself out there. Be just nourish your soul with the things that make you feel happy and the, have good healthy people around you i love that love it so let us know what you're going to be doing and we'll tag us on social media about when you booked your trip <laughs> or i'd love to hear about anything that goes on your bucket list because i might stick it on mine to be honest with you i love adventures and i think it's you get one shot at this life make the most of it no, definitely. No, thank you so much, Becky, for that. And I'm sure that everyone will find um, your advice very useful. Um, any so final last words before we finish up? I think you kind of said it, really. <laughs> just enjoy your life. Be kind to yourself. And just thank you for listening to right to the end. Amazing. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Donut Podcast. I've been your host, Jenny Tomei, and your co-host, Becky Stone. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Ask Gen Up and on my website at genup.com. If you visit the website there, you'll find lots of different um, available resources there, especially around eating disorders. Remember to subscribe to the channel and please share. Take care, guys. See you later.